that's a growler. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting week on the NeverEnding Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and improvise <laughs> the movie The NeverEnding Story. I'm Thomas Howith. I'm Tierney Steele. And with us today is Brad Mendenhall. Brad, how is it going? Oh, really, uh, really good. Very excited to be joining you guys. This is uh, a, a big movie from my childhood, <laughs> and I was really glad to be asked to join, especially getting so close to the end. So uh, thank you guys so much. Yeah, so we uh, we scoured the interwebs and, and stumbled across you. Why don't you tell people where we found you? Well, I am the uh, the host and co-founder of the Cosmic Geppetto podcast, uh, and it's a spinoff series, um, Minute of Darkness, where we talked uh, minute by minute about Army of Darkness. So we've pretty much been the farm team for some of your best guests. <laughs> also, listeners of this show may recognize your name. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the infamous Brad. <laughs> <laughs> the Brad Ryan Cleary Rad, Rad co-founder. Brad. <laughs> yeah, Ryan was my co-host on Minute of Darkness, and uh, he did a great job, and he had both him and Kathleen, who, who was a frequent contributor to the Cosmic Geppetto pop culture show. But uh, Ryan, when he was on, it was funny, because uh, somehow we just sort of fit the same spot in your brain, and you were just calling him Brad <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> And it was really fun listening to it because I was lis- I listened to Neverending Story Minute while I'm riding to work, and I'm just listening, and it's like, and Brad, it's like, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of great panelists for Cosmic Geppetto and uh, Minute of Darkness, which is complete. Uh, if you, your listeners are fans of Army of Darkness, you should go to subscribe to Minute of Darkness. All the episodes are there. You can listen to it beginning to end. But we had such great people. And uh, we've had Tierney on the Cosmic Geppetto podcast several times. Yeah. And she, she knows that we have great people. And you just were just just picking, a, picking off my yep, we'll best just, people we'll left just, and right. We'll just pick them up as, as we can. <laughs> you introduced me to Kathleen. And it's so funny because uh, when we had her on, I'm like, so where are you from? And she goes, I'm not really the podcaster in the family. And I was like, <laughs> could have fooled me. <laughs> Yeah, actually, even yep. Jarf has reached out to me and wanted to guess, too. So if we find a spot, we may end up getting him in here as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember uh, at one point uh, you had a scheduling conflict. Like, hey, are you free to guest on Army of Dark or your Minute of Darkness about Army of Darkness? And I was like, well, I, I could, but I've never seen the movie. And you were almost at the end. You're like, maybe this isn't the point to jump in at. <laughs> <laughs> so I I thought it was pretty funny that we ended up having you on. Towards the end of this movie. Yeah. We're not done yet, but Getting there. it's definitely Getting there. act three. Well, speaking of that, Cherney, why don't you tell everybody what's going on in this minute? Sure. So in minute 75, we start with the Treyu asking, who are you really? And it ends with, spoilers, a bloody Treyu fleeing after killing Gamork. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this uh, this is an action-packed minute. I've been waiting for this to happen pretty much the whole movie. <laughs> my, one of my favorite scenes, because my Gamork dies. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. I have so much to say about it, though, like the way it's cut and everything. This is a fascinating scene, and a whole lot to say about it. I was so excited to be part of this minute. So much craziness, and this is definitely a scene that if they did this movie today, would look completely different in a lot of oh, ways. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, definitely. So it would be a it would be a CGI wolf. You would actually see the fight. <laughs> There'd be no blood. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have a laser gun, and <laughs> who knows what? Be else. no blood. A lot more fighting. CGI wolf. 
And I, I think we're very lucky that none of that happened. And we got the scene yeah. that we have. There isn't too much to say before this big fight, but it's the big reveal of after Atreyu asks, you know, who are you really? And I go, ha, he's on to you, Gamork. Um, Gamork <laughs> explains that he is the servant of the power behind the nothing. What does which, that even mean? Yeah, it feels like a lot of information, <laughs> but it actually doesn't do anything for this. Does that mean there's somebody out there that is controlling the nothing? I always thought the nothing was just the lack of imagination. This seems to say something different. Yeah, I like, is the nothing just a manifestation? And he's talking about the bigger, like the actual lack of imagination, like the actual failing of imagination. Tierney, you're a writer. And do you think it's just a case of the screenwriter wanted to add a little extra flourish and instead of saying, I am the servant of the nothing, is like, no, nah, that doesn't have enough oomph and there's not enough syllables to really sell it. <laughs> and they just is like, I am the one who's the power behind one that's the power of the nothing, but deeper. Than <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's definitely what it is, but we don't play games that easy here. <laughs> yeah. We want the, the hard answers. It occurred to me in all these lovely close-up shots, which I'm sure Thomas is just absolutely adoring is everyone afraid of gamork because he has two sets of fangs on top but one set of fangs on the bottom like if there was only one set of protruding fangs would that be better is it worse because we don't see that in nature like it's also his size he's enormous and i know this and we don't see this here but coming up in a couple seconds we're gonna see just how big he is and i've always carried the knowledge of how big he actually (laughs) is in my head so that's like applied every time I see him now. Yeah. So even even you know imagining the birthing cave doesn't help that much because I know how large he actually is, even though I'm just seeing his face. But that's yeah, there true. is an unnaturalness to his face that's the cat's eyes, it's the green yeah. eyes, it's the teeth being offset and sticking out sideways. Yeah. and we've all been of calling that him a wolf. He's not actually. Like, he is this whole fantastic creature that doesn't exist. And I wonder if that's what's so unsettling. Probably. Yeah, there's just a whole lot of things that don't quite fit. The eyes especially, uh, re-watching this, I, I just... There's something sort of cat-like, but still human, and they convey a lot of intelligence and maliciousness. And mm. also... And we'll get into a little bit later, but when realizations strike Gamork and his eyes go big, it's like, that's not a thing you want to see. Nothing good happens after seeing that. Well, we get some big eyes when we find out that Gamork even knew the name of who he was after, but apparently not what he looked like. Because before anything else can happen, you know, Gamork reveals that he knows his name was Atreyu, and the earth shakes, and Atreyu falls backwards, and how convenient that his hand just happens to hit a stone perfectly shaped for fighting. You would almost expect a leather handle to be on that. It's, yeah. Hey, look, yeah. the Sword of Excalibur. Awesome. It's just how- right here for my taking. Perfect. Uh, you did kind of glance over one thing. It's becoming very apparent that Gamork is causing these shakings. There, it's not as random as we thought. Seems like every time he has a big emotional attack, that's when the earth shakes. I guess when he says Atreyu, and all of a sudden everything starts shaking, and then there's a second time I can't remember what it is off the top of my head without going through it. But every time he gets emotionally charged, 
That's when the earthquakes start. See, I totally understand what you're saying, but I think what you're doing is assigning a reason after the fact. I don't think the earth shakes because Gamork has an intense reaction. I think the earth shakes because almost to Gamork has an intense reaction and in movies it's a very, very dramatic moment and so they make the earth, you know what I mean like sort of the lightning striking in a big moment in a scary movie. Yeah, I don't think the filmmakers thought every time Gamork has an emotional reaction will make the earthquake. I could buy that, except that it happens literally every time, like clockwork. If it were just one time and then there were other times where it was shaking, that would be okay. But every time there's a climax in the conversation here, that's when we get another big earthquake, especially the one that knocks down a tree. I'm just saying, I don't think it's actually... Like, you're you're right. I absolutely can see that it lines up. I wouldn't even say he's doing it on purpose. I would say it's just... His tie to the nothing and the power of the nothing is making it so that when he gets overly emotional, things happen around him. But yeah, he does pick up this rather convenient rock. So convenient. And then has there ever been a better throwdown than a Treyu standing up and screaming, if we're going to die anyway, I'd rather die fighting. Come for me, Gamork. I am a Treyu! <laughs> My exact words for this were, I have to admit, he's a pimp here calling out Gamork <laughs> with a rock. <laughs> All he has is a rock. He even makes the, like, beckoning motion. <laughs> it's such a cool line and a cool thought. It's like, he could just sort of wander off and just die. <laughs> he wants to go out, he's going to go out fighting, and it's a, it's a really cool moment. And then uh, the next note I have is, slow clap, because we don't see the fight. Because they knew it wouldn't look good. And so we see a stormy sky, several bolts of lightning, and then Noah Hathaway lying under a giant stuffed animal. This is how you keep your rating (laughs) back in the day. You don't actually show the big fight. You just show the beginning, cut away, and then come back and show the end. Yep. (laughs) And like I said, Gamork is enormous here. Yeah. That paw is as big as a tree's head. Yeah, a tree is like the size of just his body. Not the neck and head, not the tail, not the, just the body. And even when he gets him off of him and he's standing up and you see him off to the side, oh, he's he huge. is rotund. How did he get out of that cave? He's fat. <laughs> Watching this again, and the, the only thing I could keep thinking, and I think this whenever there's the big bad who ends up being unimpressive, I just would say he's like, oh, he's the Boba Fett of this movie. <laughs> Boba Fett? Where? You know, it's like, we're just going to watch this, and we're waiting for the big showdown, we're waiting for the big showdown, and then, oh, he he basically tripped on the Atreus knife rock. Apparently one stab wound is all it took. <laughs> I did notice one odd thing. Mm-hmm. Once Gamork is off of him, and I'm looking at second 56 if you want to look at it, we get a close-up of his mouth... Those fangs are not there anymore. Must be retractable. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. They're like Wolverine's claws. Well, yeah, they're much smaller. Those are not the teeth that were just terrifying me a second ago by hanging outside of his mouth. The face puppet and the full body puppet are very different. It's like they actually went and got the wolf head from the attic. (laughs) Put it it in here. Did they do this first? Now, I wasn't looking at that because I was too busy crying. Because not only is Gamork stabbed, which, you know, self-defense. No, I'm, I'm, I totally get it. He's the bad guy. 
Did they have to make his paw twitch like that? Yes, yes, they did. That evil bastard needed to die. (laughs) It's disturbing stuff. And sort of like we were saying a little bit ago, where how different this movie would be if it was done now, where you see the the rock shiv in the belly of Gamork. Blood blood everywhere. Blood on his stomach. Blood on Atreyu's hand. It's a very real feeling thing as opposed to... Oh, you know, and this was a PG movie. Mm-hmm. This is very visceral. Uh, very. I've watched a bunch of movies with Wolverine, going back to Wolverine, and I've seen <laughs> him like slash a thousand people until you got to the last movie, which was R-rated. He's cutting people to ribbons, and you don't see a drop of blood. Right. And mm. as opposed to this movie, which is ostensibly a kids' movie, although not quite. You know. <laughs> yeah, like in. Uh... The first X-Men where, yeah, he could have sliced through Mystique, but instead he just did the insertion stab and just had the three little holes where yeah. he could have easily just like sliced right through her. Well, and they're also just doing it all with style. sound effects and there's no, yeah. it, it's, mm-hmm. it's a bloodless thing. And here you have you know, a much smaller scene. And, you know, it's, uh, I think just a factor of the era when it was done and also especially at a time where you could do a kid's movie and especially with a German director and a lot of it filmed not here and you could sort of go do a lot of stuff under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. And to be fair, we don't see the stab. The 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 wolf falls on Atreyu, falls on the rock ship, which is all I'm ever going to call it now. And it, it is very bloody when he gets up, but it's not like Tauntaun guts are spilling out of him or anything. It's not like Atreus, you know, stabbing a bunch of times and screaming. Uh, I would love to rage see that. or anything like that. Like it's <laughs> literally it. He pushes the wolf off him, and we see the aftermath. And so I would love not. seeing him just go go crazy on him and just start <laughs> shivving him over and over again. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I think doing the Tauntaun <laughs> gut spray. Like you're mine now. Yeah. Yeah. No blood is spraying in this scene. There's a lot of blood for a PG 13 fight, but this is our bad guy too. That's the other thing. This isn't an I, innocent bystander. Yeah. I did want to point out that, well, you know, I did, I did say how large Gamork actually is. Mm-hmm. And he's just a small 12-year-old boy. There's no way that in in a normal, everyday setting, he'd be able to get that wolf off of him. But I did figure out why he can do it. Because mm-hmm. he's nothing compared to a purple buffalo. <laughs> 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 he's got practice getting large animals off of him. He's like, this is just like last week. The thing fell asleep and landed no. on me. Now I have to push it off. He does kind of use. Oh my god, he's not even the size of his body. <laughs> he does kind of use like his leg is flailing. He's using like his full body leverage to do that. And once he gets him kind of over, Gamort kind of rolls <laughs> once he's on yeah. his side. Gives his final death throws. Yeah. Cheering is happening inside my head. <laughs> Why did it have to they twitch? They do such a great job of setting up Gamork, and he's a great evil character, and they were real smart where they realized, yeah, there's limitations to what we can do. So instead of trying to put together some ridiculous action scene, let's just build up the tension, build up the tension, and then you have him leaping forward. There's a lot of lightning and big sound and everything to just make that tension pop, and then quick end the scene before it can get ridiculous <laughs> or you can sort of you know see the seams of the scene yeah yep was this one of the scenes where noah hathaway got injured no that's in the next couple minutes oh 
Really? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I always thought I had heard that he got injured in the scene with Gamork, like when they threw the thing on him, but it may, not. maybe, but I I know I don't know for sure on this one, but I do know he got hurt in the next scene. Okay. See, because I'd heard that, I thought or I thought I'd heard that. I kept waiting for this big fight scene with Gomork. So the first time I watched this minute, I was just like, wait, really? Because <laughs> in your mind, it's like this huge fight scene. And then this all takes place in less than a minute. We start this minute, Gomork is alive and threatening and the servant of the power. And he's dead by the end of it. <laughs> behind the, the power behind the nothing. It's really going to bug you, huh? Do you need me it to write is. some elaborate fanfic that explains it? Maybe. All right, midichlorians might be involved, <laughs> just to warn you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you ask for mythology, we'll give you mythology. You might regret it. <laughs> no, just let it go. Just let it be. <laughs> My last thing I want to say is that um, Atreyu here is definitely showing the bravery that Basham wants in his life. Yeah. You know, that, that ability to just stand up to something that has every ability to completely take you out and you standing up to it and saying, well, do your best. Oh my god, I love, you get a little glimpse of fear when, like, right when Gamork lunges at him, which, you know, fair. But even up to that, after he threatens him, Gamork roars, and, like, the earth is shaking, and Atreyu is just like, nah, I got a weapon, I'm ready, let's do this. Yeah, he's he's fearless and he's ready, and it's not fearless because mm-hmm. he thinks he's going to win, it's fearless because the kid wins, lose, he wants to yeah. do this. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. So good. So, do you guys have any other things for this minute? No, I think we got it covered. I'm going to go dry my tears. <laughs> all right. Well, Brad, why don't you tell all the fine listeners where they can find Mr. Brad Mendenhall? All right. Well, as I uh, mentioned before, I am the uh, co-founder and host of the Cosmic Geppetto podcast, pop culture show. We talk about movies, comics, TV, music, books, uh, pretty much whatever we feel like. Uh, we've had a lot of fantastic guests, including uh, Tierney. She's been on uh, three times uh, and always brings the goods. Um, so we have people from uh, <laughs> we have people from the world of uh, minute by minute podcasts. We have uh, we've had musicians, uh, authors. Within uh, I would say probably by late October, early November, we're uh, very excited. We're going to have the uh, wonderful Robin Paris, one of the supporting actors in the. Worst movie of all time, The Room is going to be on. So that was a fun get. <laughs> oh, we were just talking about yeah. The Room this weekend um, because the new commentary or new movie they've got coming out about The Room, mm-hmm. about the making of The yeah, Room. Disaster Artist. Oh, I can't wait. Yes, I want to see that so bad. It looks hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah. Robin Paris was <laughs> a wonderful guest, and she talked a lot about being in the original movie and about the disaster artist. And plus she's working on her own web series called um, the actors of the room. Where are they now? And it's like a mockumentary. So the, a lot of the actors from the original movie basically sort of taking the piss out of themselves. And it's very funny stuff. And uh, it, it's amazing. The cool guests you get when you just ask people and uh, she was on, yes. she was incredibly gracious. And, uh, We've had a lot of great guests on. I mean, just look, yeah. we just asked you, and yeah, here you yeah, are. Great yeah. guests just show we'll up see. when you ask him. It's amazing. This is why I always end up blushing whenever Brad mentions me being on Cosmic Geppetto, because it's just like, I just talked about Wonder Woman. Like, I, you know, haven't done stuff, but... <laughs> 
those were two really great episodes of the show was the Wonder Roman panels. And what we did... Those were really fun. <laughs> those were the two episodes that I didn't host. It was the only two that I didn't host. <laughs> Kathleen took over the show. It was very funny the way we did it. And uh, it was an all-women's panel because, quite frankly, if you're going to be talking about Wonder Woman, you don't need me around mansplaining everything. <laughs> awesome. So, Tierney, why don't you do some plugs for us, please? Oh, sure. Well, for the podcast, we are part of Growler Media. So if you go to growlermedia.com, you'll find us as well as our sister podcast, whatever you call that. There's a Movies by Minutes of Beauty and the Beast, the animated so check out Beauty and the Beastly Minute. And if you just care about the never-ending story because it's the best movie of all time, you can join us on Facebook. There is a page to like and a listener society to join called The Never-Ending Minute's Ivory Tower. Uh, we hang out, share stories. If you have theories of what the power behind the nothing is, please let Thomas know so he's not dying of curiosity. <laughs> I and do want to sleep eventually. Yeah, and we're on Twitter at Nev and Min. And lastly, I want to tell you guys, we're starting to get towards the end of this podcast. Send your reviews in so we can read them during our week of um, credits at the end of the movie. So we can thank all the people that have supported us during the show. So get those reviews in on iTunes, or you can send in stuff you want to say on the Listener Society or on Twitter or whatever. And we'll, we'll read all that during our credits minutes. So now that Gamork has been slain, we got to figure out what happens next. <laughs> but that's, that's another, another story. story that shall be told another time. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler.